up, everyone, to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. And we have special guest interview Al Snow on the show today from WrestleCon when we were there. We talked with Al Snow talking about, of course, the Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard Monday Night War debate show. And we talk about um, some TNA stuff and Grado and comedy and wrestling. So we got all that. So that'll be coming up a little bit later on in the show. But in case you're new to the show, we are comedians living in Hollywood, bringing you the fun and funny of wrestling each and every week. We love wrestling. We love it so much. Yeah, it's a reflection of our own lives and the lives we live and the wrestling that we watch. And the spandex that we want to look good wearing. Uh, honestly, Scott, what would be your dream wrestling outfit? Like, there, I know you could do your bits first, but then you got to tell me what your actual wrestling outfit My would be. My dream wrestling outfit? Yeah. Um... I don't, I'm see. I'm never good with that stuff. I'm never good with costume design. All I knew is when I, whenever I had may a, I, <laughs> whenever I made a guy in the all the creative wrestler stuff, I always did black and red, uh, like full bodysuit, like Gold Dust, like Spider Man, Carnage, or no, like, like those were always or... my color schemes. So I generally did the long tights. But I, I guess what I always wanted was some sort of like gloves. But all the way going up my arms and then wrapping over my shoulders and then all the way to the other side. So it's like that was all covered. So like, but like a jacket with no torso? Yeah. Okay. Very cool. But all connecting and that's what I want. And black and red with that as well. Awesome. I think that's really cool. Uh, one, it would be really intimidating because your body type. Let's uh, let's assume we're, we're the same guys, right? And we're just like, we're fit. Like we could actually wrestle. Mm-hmm. I think if you had that, and what would your you would do the long tights? Yeah, I think I would do something to uh, elongate my body. Okay, uh, boots, wrestling shoes. What do you got? Sandals, bro. Oh, come on. Yeah, I think. Um, actually, no. What I see now is everybody's doing the athletic shoe with boot covers. I like that because it looks like you're wearing futuristic space boots, but then when you get in closer, you're like, those are Atomics, or those are Asics, or those are Nike. And you can move, and you also don't have to spend a half an hour lacing up and delacing your shoes i'm a masochist i love the lacing oh no those knee-high boots i'd wear them everywhere i wouldn't i wouldn't even have to wear them outside my pants i'd wear knee-high boots underneath my pants or i would get boots that look like they have laces but secretly it's velcro very similar to ddp's uh jean jeggings before everybody else wore jeggings uh so they're leggings that look like jeans they look like denim Oh, and uh, those weren't jeans. D- DDP wore stretchy like tights that looked like jeans. Sometimes he wore jeans. Other times Shut he wore straight up stretchy jeans. I didn't know this. Yeah. Oh. Um, Blue Tista, he used to wear the covers over just some sick Nikes, some sweet mm-hmm. Air Force Ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, I think Randy the Ram was probably my favorite sort of outfit. Like the really? what Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero wore or Chavo Guerrero or... Benoit, like those guys. I liked the the pants. I like the tights, and I like the boots. I think that's what I do. Okay, like a Christian or an Edge. Now, would you be uh, would you be crazy with no elbow pads and no knee pads and tape and all that, or are you are you taking uh, precautions? Uh, I do tape and uh, maybe like volleyball uh, leg uh, elbow pads. Not nothing huge. Nothing like rollerblade pads. Mm-hmm. And then I'd probably do knee pads also. Okay. Yeah, and then I think I do like the twenty eye hole Doc Martens. Like I do the really high boots. Really? Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna be sluggish. No, no, no. Light on my feet. All right. So you say. Yeah. So you say. God, I'm so tired just leaving my legs on the ground here. These boots are so heavy. <laughs> that's how I would feel. I wouldn't be able to handle it. Oh, well, anyway, so that's how we'd play dress up. Right. Do you think you'd be good with a road diet? What's a like? Is that just eating at restaurants and stuff? Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's better now, but back in the day it used to be, you know, everybody's going to fast food places and ordering chicken. Yeah, and then it's still getting, like, just shitty food. I was about to say, you order, what, three or four chicken sandwiches and peel the bread off them and just eat the chicken patty? Yeah. Yeah, I I suppose. I think there'd be, as much as it would suck, there'd be something kind of interesting about trying to find the thing that you can eat. Mm -hmm. Opposed to just sort of... Being like, ah, get the fries and the burger and be happy about it. And be, but now you've got a Whole Foods or a grocery store pretty much wherever you go, if you're getting there and it's not. I don't think wherever you go, man. At, at you the, do a road trip across America, you're not seeing a whole lot of Whole Foods. Yeah, I'm not Whole Foods. Like, there's still places that sell, you know, grocery stores still sell Nacho produce. cheese? Yes, please. 
and grapes. Uh, yep. Yeah, I green and gold. I think I'd sooner like to. Oh, I was picturing uh, the red grape. Uh, I was. I would think I would eat like garbage and see what happens. Yeah. Like I would eat whatever there is. Try and eat better amongst it, but it's it's like well, if I'm not active enough and doing all this, then um, I don't know. I guess I have another set of problems to worry about, other than not being on TV as much as Zack Ryder. But come on, man! Is there, are you doing it for the TV time? Or are you doing it for the matches, Scott? Isn't doesn't that go hand in hand? Dark matches, bro. House shows, bro. I don't even think Zack Ryder Work gets in those the crowd anymore. Show. I don't think he gets any of those anymore. Come on. They cut uh, the budget for catering. Really? Mm-hmm. How is this news? Yeah. That sucks. JBL made a comment about it on Raw. Really? Yes, yeah, scathing. Wow. God, what? Why would you cut catering? I don't know. Well, it's not all catering. It's... No, but why would you cut the concept of not the entire the entirety concept of catering? Right. But... Like no more meatballs. Oh well, God, there's the only person who liked the meatballs was you know Kali, and he's not around, so we're cutting the meatballs. Yeah, no more meatballs. And sorry, everybody, no more salads. What? Uh, we need those. <laughs> no, you don't. It's just a bunch of lettuce. Uh, and I, I couldn't help but notice the juicer's gone. All I have is a Ziploc bag that I'm supposed to pound fruit inside of and then bite the whole, uh, the corner. That's right. Pound that fruit. All right. Yeah, so... It's a real slobber docker. Mm-hmm. That's the name of Steve's juicer. Oh, God. What are we even talking about? I don't know, man. How are you doing this week compared to last week? <laughs> Gee, what do you know? It's, it's minutes later and I'm, uh, still, uh, in a bag of, uh, juice. I don't know. I'm trying, everybody. I'm really trying. Uh, new listeners, just to keep you updated. I'm just kidding. This is We'll be talking about wrestling as much as we talk about our lives. And sometimes we talk about wrestling in a thinly veiled action, and it'll actually be about our lives. Yeah. Um, but something that's really important that was talked about on the show a couple years back, um, when Tough Enough was on. Yeah. And I never got to see that season of Tough Enough. I watched one or two episodes. This was when I was on MTV. No. Or... No, this was on USA. Oh. The one hosted by Stone Cold. Okay. The last one that they did. That was on MTV. No, that was on USA. Which one was on MTV? The first one. Boring. The one in like 1999. Yeah. Something like that. Are you tough enough? <laughs> so I never got to see that one. They never put it on DVD, and I'm not one of those guys that will find all that stuff on YouTube and watch it that way because just, it just drives me crazy. Um, but they finally put it on the network. Because Tough Enough is coming back. And Triple H put it out there on Raw in a really long, weird, awkward promo that send us your tapes. But he didn't say tapes, like send us your videos. So it's a different age now. Like back when Tough Enough started, you had to have a video camera. And then you had to have the tape to put it in. And then like that was it. You had a one-shot deal unless you were... Unless you had, like, great friends that could edit video footage, which hardly anybody did. I think Chris Nowinski was the only guy that did, and he had a kick-ass video. Well, remember, you also, if you did it, you had to do it by videotaping a television screen or rewinding and fast-forwarding a VHS tape. Yeah, so you were just stuck in front of your, you know, in, in your bedroom, just like, up oh, here's why I want to be the guy that goes into... You know, I sent one Backflip! You did? I did. Wow. It was fucking awful. Because it was, it was especially bad. It was especially bad because I remember being upstairs. I think it was for Tough Enough 2. Um, and my family was downstairs. So I kept hushing myself. Like I kept being quieter than I wanted to be. Oh, wow. So if they kept any of those archives, like I have a... Scotty, what are you doing up there? I'm gonna... Not leave my dream. I'm sorry, Scott, it sounded like you said something upstairs. I'm not masturbating. No, doesn't sound like it. I'm not. There's no crying. Gah. Wait, I'm confused. I'm not masturbating. I know. Is dinner ready? Yeah. Okay. We ate without you. Oh. Don't worry, we ordered you something. What? Why didn't you make it? Oh, no, we we made it. We ordered something for you. This isn't my house. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Who am I? What am I? Yeah, that was 99. That was a tough year for yeah. you. Yeah, I didn't know who I was. Yeah. I think I'm living those days again. Uh, do you think they're going to show like um, like American Idol style dud videos? Or do you think if you 
if they re if they look through all the tapes they did they, do, did they air the ones that didn't make it oh yeah they they played the shit out of those terrible ones but mine wasn't terrible enough mine was just like oh poor kid did you want to be a wrestler yeah you didn't want to be Who like didn't a, like a valet or a manager i'm sorry a manager <laughs> i don't know why it's i would it. love to i would love to be lana <laughs> To um, have that, oh, that derriere, Mr. Ooh, Orange County contraire. himself, Scott Narva. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. I think everybody would want to be a wrestler, and that was at, that was at a time where I was really, really physical and going to the gym a lot and doing all that stuff, and uh, I was in the best shape I've ever been in. That's not saying a lot. You know, I always wish that I could say the best shape of my life is right now, but it really isn't. It was some other time. Yeah, mine was back uh, in the in the tough enough two days. Wow. Um, yeah, so I, I had submitted a tape, but now it's different. Now, now everybody can submit. So like back in the day when you had to have that video camera, that cut out a lot of extra weirdos. Now you got your phone, you got your iPad, you got your tablet, like whatever. Everybody can submit. Everybody can get on there. This is going to be wonderful. This is going to be so great. I thought when he was saying the announcement that night, there's probably at least like half a dozen videos of people just turning around and like putting the the camera to their face while Triple H is in the ring like you said it right now and I'm ready to hop that rail Triple H cuz I'm tough enough and I'm here in section 102. Why was it so long-winded? Was it just that Triple H sort of Well, let's just uh let's ask him. Let's ask Triple H. Let's do it. All right. Uh is he are we going to call him? What are we doing? Is he in town? Can we call him? No, it's impossible. Yeah, it's okay. really impossible. No, it would take so much work to call Triple H right now. Just thinking about it made me tired. No, well, we're in luck because uh, that was one of the things today is uh, Triple H is on this press tour. Oh, so he's touring for this sort of new Yeah, topic. I thought maybe he'd come later in the show, but uh, it looks like his limo's it already here. It looks like he's already here. Uh, hello, Triple H. Boy, yeah. you sound very Muppety today. I was about to say, Kirby. What's happened? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just really excited for Tough Enough. You know how it goes. I got kids now. All right, so you're doing little kid voices? Yeah, you know, uh, Mr. Piggy and Kirby do the Tough Enough. Can you say My Blue Heaven? My Blue Heaven. All right, thank you. Um, Triple H, Tough Enough is back. Are you ready to be part of Tough Enough, Scott Narver? Don't think I didn't forget about that tape you sent in. It, you know, it was a pretty good tape you sent in. You but I don't think you were in shape. You didn't see my tape. No, I was 99. I didn't give a shit about that stuff. I was gonna say, what posters were behind me? Nah, it doesn't matter. I didn't watch it. Yeah, my, well, I didn't think so. But uh, look, don't need to be a jag bag about it. Everybody knows Scott Narver's got enough going on with Curtain Jerks Podcast. Right, Steve Skears and Scott Narver. Uh, yeah, the, thank you very much, Triple H. Well, uh, look, I don't want to blow too much smoke up your guys' tinies, but, uh, I'm really excited about Tough Enough, and I just wanted to see if I could drop a couple deets for you guys. All right, you can drop some deets. Yeah, let everybody know. Well, I wasn't completely accurate with the submission details last night uh, oh. when we were talking about it on Raw. Last night? You mean, uh, roughly a week and a half ago? I DVR'd it. Okay. I like to watch my own tapes. Uh-huh, but th it was a while ago now. Uh, are you being really critical about this, or do I have to take a dump on your face? Mm. I'm just kidding. That's a rib. We say that to each other Okay, sometimes. well, we're taping two back-to-back uh, -to -back today, so I was just giving the listener a timeline. Oh, for them? I, I was about to say, I'm not a week in the future. No. Or I am I? I think so. No. You could tell by raw ratings if I was, though, right? I mean, if I was from the future, you could tell how good the ratings were going to be. They'd be pretty good. But not like having a week's worth of preparation or two weeks' worth of preparation in terms of current events would we really change the product that much. We do. We still do the same thing. Yeah, I would, would think so. Would we still do the same thing? Yeah. You think we would still do the same thing? I would think so. Yeah. Drop them deets. All right. So if you're ready to be part of the next generation of WWE Universe, all you've got to do is take a short video of yourself on your phone and then send that via email or text to some sort of printing company to then get it converted to CD-ROM. At which point, then it needs to be played on a computer hooked up to a VHS playing VCR in which you will copy a VHS from the VCR and then send it in a self-stamped envelope included with an envelope with your personal address for returning the tape in a manila envelope to send it to Connecticut. And then right here we'll have at the bottom of the screen blinking what the address is. And then, uh, then we'll watch the tape and we'll send it back to people via the vanilla envelope. 
I, you know, eh, vanilla envelope. I said vanilla, but you, I think you know what I mean. I wish they tasted like vanilla when you Oh, man, imagine if the glue on an envelope tasted like vanilla. I'd be getting paper cuts on my tongue left and right. God, hopefully it isn't toxic, right? Hopefully it isn't toxic. Yeah, hopefully. Hey, can you imagine me as the new Terminator? No. No, me neither. <laughs> yeah. I'd okay. really like it, but I couldn't imagine it. No, it'd be weird. The Terminator skeleton would look like a bulldog because my head's so big. It would. Uh, Triple H, the details that you gave on Monday Night Raw were far simpler than what you're now saying the details are. Well, look, I could clear it up for you if you need some help. Okay. All right. Uh, if you have a friend with any sort of motion picture device that can take pictures, even a black and white camera, take as many pictures as possible while you're slowly describing your own characteristics. And then copy those down and then save them in one of those little booths at the mall where you can get your own vinyl record. At which point you take the vinyl record with your said promo and you take it to your best friend's place and probably, hopefully, he's got Soundtrack Pro or your Fruity Loops or something with some sort of audio program. Oh, you know the one. Oh, what's the one? G-Force? No reason. Use that one and you have that audio file and record the vinyl off of that to get the audio. And then you take it to your pictures that you had from the black and white camera you used. You know, the one with the pinhole that you got to take off and peel off the tape to get that sunlight to expose the film. Uh You then animate those images after you've placed them in front of one of those projectors and one of those animation studios. You then sync up your audio to your animated footage and then send to us with a self-stamped vanilla envelope. Okay, Triple H, I'm going to go out on a limb here with this tough enough thing you got going on. It's the future of the WWE Universe! Uh, well, that's what NXT was at one point. What? And... No, NXT was my idea. Right. It's like the territories, but they never go anywhere. But here's what I'm thinking is, it's like you're burying everybody who wants a chance to become a wrestler. Well, look. By making this so difficult. Anytime we see a video from somebody that we think's a little bit funny, stay tuned. We're going to be showing it on TV. But it's... Are you fat? Well, a little bit. Are you mentally disabled? Are you black? We're going to show those videos on TV. You're going to wait. Oh, you you uh you lumped in black people with mentally disabled and fat. Hey, look, it's a carny business. We have our own unveiled racism. I mean, look at New Day. Uh-huh. Nobody likes them. True. But yeah. you're running that way now. Well, look, I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying to be corporate. Did I lump it in with something that could have been considered derogatory? Yes, but we're all racist in the WWE. Ah, uh, wow. Hold on. Let's edit that part wow. out. I didn't mean to say that so quickly. Wow. I know I've said it before, but anytime you have a black guy, he's got to have a black guy gimmick that talks about how black he is. You know, there's been rumor, and I don't know if you're doing this, because every time you say that you're this, Could you, you keep... ever have a black stone cold? No, he's got to be black cold. Hold on. I'm trying to save you on this. Every time you keep saying something super racist, you keep doing the suck it sign, which which makes me not think that you're telling me the truth. That's to liberals who just always make it about race. Boy, you know, I... Ex- I mean, come think it is kind of always about race. I mean, if we're not dealing with it, granted, we try to have a diverse product, but we really let you know when somebody's going to be diverse. It's not like they can just be a character and be a specific race. They have to really embody and represent that entire race. You're holding everybody down. You're holding down these superstars you already have. You're holding down the potential superstars of people wanting to submit their tapes by making it so difficult. I don't know where you're doing this. You're not even a full-time guy anymore. You're right. You're right. But I've got a new Muscle and Fitness magazine cover coming up, and I just want to make sure everybody remembers that it's me. Oh, everybody knows who you are. Everybody gets it. Nobody. Who am I? Who am I? You're the guy. Say my name. You're the guy who made the the wrestling workout DVD that no one wanted to buy because they'd seen it by Stephanie's in order to jerk off to it. Suck it. I don't think you heard anything I said. I was sorry. I was doing the suck it sign. I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, well. Uh, hey, do you want to know something? You want to know a secret? Yeah. Can tell I tell a you a secret? Triple H, tell me a secret. Tell me a secret. It's kind of a secret. Okay, tell me a secret. You know the D-Generation X song? Yes. I sang it. No, you didn't. That was me. No way. You ready? Yes. Are you ready? Sing it. You better get ready. To bow down to the master. Suck it. Suck it. All right, maybe it was you. Yeah, see, they did a little thing on my voice that made it sound more like a kid. Okay, well, it worked, and then they got that kid that now looked like ready? X-Pac to then lip-sync the song, I guess, huh? Yeah, that's what we did for live shows. Makes sense. We didn't do a lot of shows that weren't wrestling-related. Okay. Well, when we toured with that band. 
Oh, you did tour? We didn't. What was that band called? I you don't know. I you don't know? Not you don't know. <laughs> I, Do you know? I don't. I remember the They couple- also sang the Triple H song. Yeah? My song. Uh, the uh The oh, game yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a Mr. McMahon song, if I remember correctly, right? No chance? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it was. All right. Well, look, I only sang on D-Generation X, but we got a professional voice actor to do with a Triple H song as well as Vince McMahon song. Well, that's that's cool news, and I guess it's really cool news that Tough Enough is coming back. Hey, you know what else is cool news? What? That Tough Enough is coming back. Right. Send us your tapes. I don't know how they're going to. You made it so complicated. I don't know how people are going to it's do it. It's a multimedia world. WrestleMania was watched by more people than anybody on the planet. So think about it that way. It's a new world. Anybody can be part of the WWE universe now. Sure they can, but that was easy to watch on the app. And now that you've made it so complicated to turn in they, turn Nothing could tapes. be more complicated than me trying to explain to anybody a Punjabi prison match. Speaking of, Extreme Rules is coming up April 24th. Uh, it already happened. What? It already happened, Triple H. This is, we're a week and a half ahead. Yeah, but I'm not a week and a half ahead. Yeah, but I'm letting you know that they won't have known that. So the listeners are in the past? They've already seen it. I'm in the past. You're in the past. I'm living in the past. Yeah, you don't so know how Triple the internet So Triple H works. is living in the past. Yeah, Triple H, you're living in the past. I'm living in the past. Yeah, you don't know. I how... guess I'm living in the past. Yeah. I'm living in the past. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess I'm living in the past. I hope you grow your ponytail back out. No, me too. Okay, bye. Bye. Wow, Triple H. Man, I always forget how much fun it is having him on the show. I usually try to keep quiet because he is still pretty buff. Yeah, and I want to be buff like him, so I talk to him a lot, hoping that his buffness rubs off. Oh, buffness. What? Buffing. Buffness. What? Rubbing. Buff. I got nothing. Buff Bagwells, I think, is what you were looking for. Nah, I don't know. Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell. Uh, it's time for jerk tweets. Uh, follow us on Twitter at curtain jerks and send us your hashtag jerk tweets. You can send us about anything. And this week we've got Kapil underscore Sanger says, if you guys had to have two wrestlers to review movies with you, who would you have and what would you watch? God, it's easy. It's easy. Yeah, New Jack and Homicide. Holy shit. The <laughs> most dangerous movie watching experience you could ever have. What movie would you watch with those guys? Oh, God. Uh, American History X. Oh, my God. Nice knowing you. See you later. <laughs> Jeez. I'm just kidding. Now, let's do it for real. All right. For real? Um, so, two wrestlers to watch mo- to review movies with us. Uh, I've got two for me. Okay. Uh, I think it'd be the, the Dudley Boys. Really? Yeah. Even after what happened? Yeah, I think Bully Ray would be really mean, but I think Devon would really, like... I don't think he would. But you know he would? Yes. No, and I think Devon would be like, man, shut up and listen and watch the movie. Yeah, I agree And I like that he he presses, don't just watch the movie, but listen to it. Shut up and listen and watch the movie. So no Spike Dudley, huh? No No. Big Dick Dudley? No Sign Guy Dudley? Never hear those guys. Never hear those guys? Never hear those guys. What's that mean? I never hear those guys. Never hear those guys. Um, All right. That's those are interesting choices. I would have to say, for my choices, hmm. I mean, there's so many. Rob Van Dam and Heath Slater. No, because I don't want to have the giggles during it. <laughs> I would choose. Hmm, this is tough. All right, I'm gonna choose kind of a nerdy guy because that way I feel like I have someone to talk to about this stuff. All right, like I gotta choose. I think a guy that's pretty pop culture savvy and pretty nerdy is a Zack Ryder. Oh, good. I got you. So I think he'd be fun to watch movies with, and I think he has the time to do so. And then the other person (laughs) that I would want would be Linda McMahon. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I don't think she enjoys things, so I'd really like to hear her reviews about movies that are like really fun that Zack Ryder and I like totally click on. You and Zack Ryder, we have such a good time, and then you'd have to stop every like like you get into a bit cycle, and Mm -hmm. you guys would just do all these bits, and then Linda be like, "Explain to me what's happening," and you guys would both have to stop and explain to Linda Uh, what was happening. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. I thought you were gonna say Lita. No way. No way. No. Oh, can I? (laughs) Can I hang out with you guys? (laughs) 
Maybe. All right. I, I feel if like, Zack Ryder can't be around. Honestly, Scott, I feel like you're not going to hang out with the four guys I picked with me, and I'm going to be no hanging out with them way, alone. because Bubba Ray will see that I don't get to. All right. Well, Who are you? Who do you want, huh? I can't hang out with you, Zack Ryder, Linda McMahon, and Lita? Uh, I don't want to hang out with Lita. What are you watching? Lita. I don't want to hang out with Lita. Why not? She passed judgment on me a long time ago. When? WrestleMania 18. What'd she do? Did uh, she? Did you cheer for her and she didn't respond? No. No, it was at a... It was at a uh, God, what was it? Like, my brother and I had the WrestleMania package deal. So it's like we got to stay at the hotel and we had a special VIP autograph session with, uh, there were four tables and there were four superstars at each table. And I think we only hit up like two or three of the tables. And so they put us all in lines to start with. And you didn't know which, like, who was going to be at your table. And um, so they said, like, you stay in your line. You can't shuffle around when you do it. But we have a system in place. Like, you switch from um, – you went to the left. So four tables in front of you, a long – just a big ballroom. And so we're at table number two. So then we would switch over to one and then work our way to four and three, like if there was time enough to do all that stuff. Mm. And um, they were big on just doing autographs and trying not to have people take photos because, you know, why have that fun experience as well on top of it? Have them sign your name. Mm-hmm. Um so the first table we were at was uh, it was DDP, mm-hmm. Matt Hardy, mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy, mm-hmm. and Lita. Okay. And um, I had recently broken my clavicle. Oh wow! Uh, in a show, and so I was wearing the sling. Uh, sexual perversions in Chicago, right? Uh, no, no sex, please. We're British. Oh wow! Uh, and um, so I, I had my arm in a sling, and when I walked up to the table, I'm like, well, this is kind of funny that I'm talking to the most extreme wrestlers that there are, and I have an injury. So Matt was quickly like, well, man, what happened? And I said, oh, I got injured uh, doing this uh, play. And he goes, oh, cool. Like, what happened? And so I just kind of told him, like, well, uh, there's this, there's a part, like, it was a really physical a show. A double clothesline. <laughs> we <laughs> knocked, ourselves, knocked each other down to the boards, brother. <laughs> Uh, it was a really physical show, and one of the things I was supposed to do was dive through a window and then land on the other side. And um, they added a crash mat for me, but it was like a gym mat. And so when I landed, I just folded in on myself, and it snapped. Eesh. And I didn't know it for a while. When I went backstage and felt like so I couldn't get up correctly. And so I, when I looked, I just see protruding bone not through the skin but just like not out supposed to be there. there like you can see it oh yeah. god <laughs> wow that really caught me off guard <laughs> that was uh bone over bone uh, brother that is uh, hit the boards uh, mm-hmm. wow scott uh completely genuine mm-hmm. uh, you're not disgusting but that really tickles me in a strange way <laughs> thanks really uh, uh you're a human being uh, Can I see it again? Show me again. Yeah, I don't know if I am a human being after that reaction. Uh, show me the other one. Yeah, I am. <laughs> no, show me one side of the other. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, listeners, what just happened was Scott pulled. Well, he did it this way. He opened his uh his Monday Night Fever Fandango purple T-shirt, which mm-hmm. is awesome. But he just pulled it both ways, so he didn't just pull it to one side to get more skin. And then the other way, he did both at once, so he got just a little bit of both. Oh, I thought you could see the whole thing. No, I saw most of it oh, okay. the first time. But then he showed me the other clavicle, and really, it's it's a different shape. The bone is it looks it looks like he's got a giant mosquito bump on one side, but it's full of bone. Yeah, it's 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 just. Well, that is that's the sound he's making by I'm, knocking on his injury. I'm knocking on my bone. Clowsers. Um, so, uh, yeah, I had that and other injuries as well, but that was the major one. And um, uh, so Matt was like, cool, like, here the thing. And then Lita goes, that sounds really stupid and dangerous. And was what immediately flashed. Nope. <laughs> what immediately flashed in my head was you jumped from the top rope to Hurricane Rana China on the outside of the ring and she powerbombed you on the floor. I'm stupid? Yeah, she got powerbombed, Scott. <laughs> what could be more stupid than getting powerbombed? She had to engage her own core, by the way, to get powerbombed. So she had to help China out as much as China did to powerbomb her. And I really, I was really insulted by her judgment to me, where it's like, I'm doing my art and what fulfills me. And like, you know, I wasn't, 
I didn't say I was doing backyard wrestling and then someone hit me with light bulbs and yeah, I started like he broke my clavicle. Like, well, that's your problem right there, man. You hit each other with light bulbs just to use halogens. <laughs> well, th- that was the thing. Like Matt and Jeff were super cool about it and they're like, right on, man. Like, hope it heals up and like, cool. It was it was a solidarity of injury. And with Lita, it was passing judgment that I was some stupid fuck. Well, it sounded like it was a little bit of S.A. Rios Lita, uh, all red, Rojo, Roja Lita sort of bubbling up. That was some that was some heel bullshit, Scott. You didn't deserve it that. It was heel bullshit. I didn't deserve that. And nor did Matt Hardy deserve that. No. What had happened to Matt Hardy? And Lita? Oh, no. Do you know about this? Oh, no. Do you know about this, Steve? Of An edge? Yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, okay. You're like, what? What happened? Yeah, what? <laughs> I thought you said Jeff Hardy. I'm like, oh, no. The, the, the hashtag fuck you Steve Sears are going to just crash Twitter. Uh, well, <laughs> oh, guys, you're fighting you for Matt, Matt Hardy's honor a little bit late, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you didn't know, like, oh, my God, Steve. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I, I would not. She would not be hanging out with me and Zack Ryder and Lyndon McMahon watching movies. What movie? Because it would be too fucking dangerous in our recliners. Oh, we might be too comfortable. Hey, look, sometimes... I hope she's a guest on the show someday and then there's blah, blah, blah. What movie? What movie? Yeah. Oh. No summer blockbusters, that's for certain. Oh. Those are out. Call back to last year, summer. The last episode. new Star Wars. The new Star Wars? Yes. A New Hope? No, I'm sorry. Force Awakens? Yes. You were, what you guys are watching on what a Blu-ray? No, we're going to the theater, bro. Oh, what? I thought you guys were watching the movie like in a house. I'm in the out. middle. Zach's on the left. Linda's on the right. Where's Lita sitting? In front of you, because she doesn't want to be near you guys. Not with CM Punk. Not with Edge. Not with any of those guys. I tell you that much. Hey. Maybe it's because she's really fucking judgmental. That's why. She's her own person. By the way, you're going to fly to work? Have you you been to that picture? uh, That picture, that taco place that's a picture of CM Punk and Lita and they're eating at the. Yeah, Lucha Libre Taco Shop. That place is so good. I know. Well, maybe we'll go there together someday. Yeah, maybe. A girl I used to see lived right near there. Oh my god. Boom! Salt in the wounds. Boom, 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 boom. You know what? Boom. The problem with that is Scott's the kind of guy who will irradiate entire places or movies or books if it reminds him of anybody he used to date. You're but goddamn right it will. Uh, I, me too. I have trouble listening to The Cure or New Order because that was all the music that me and my girlfriend in college used to listen to. And uh, you have a bit of a hang up with um, a movie, right? Uh, Insidious? Oh yeah, one of my my one of my exes is in the movie Insidious, but mm-hmm. she did a great job in it. She was really good in it. Oh, that's nice. Of you. Um, let's see what other shit really fucked me up. <laughs> uh, oh, gee, thanks a lot, Kapil Sanger. You're <laughs> really, I'm just really salting the wound. Fucking shit. Uh, yeah, I think I'm a pretty well-rounded person. Yeah, I think you are too. Are you friends with any of your exes? Nope. I'm friends with one of my exes. Way to go, man. What, look, it was like it was difficult, but we didn't hang out or see each other for almost five or six years, so that definitely helped. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, I can't. People who want to be friends immediately after breaking up, like I may be, I like I I cut off contact. I just can't do it. It's too difficult. Well, I don't know if I've ever in the in the final breakups of any relationship uh, that were real ones, not like the, you know, like you see each other for a little bit. Like it's a it's a defined relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been the breaker-upper. So it always feels like someone's hitting the self-destruct button and there's just it levels the entire facility? Yeah, like I don't want to I don't want to then move down a notch where I've had the conversation before it's like, yeah, but we're but we we are friends. It's like, right, but my instincts are to still do like boyfriend stuff. Like I want to put my arm around you and I want to hold your hand or things like that and it's I have to I have to shut that down in my brain. That, I've that never. Instinct. I've always been the breaker upperer. So with that, those instincts for me are then separated from it. See, yeah. But I and still. Then underst- I'm getting from the other person like you should be fine. It's like, but I'm not. Yeah, but I still understand the feeling where it's like, oh, this is what we do. Oh, wait a minute, this isn't where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. 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 That's the sound I make when I'm in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. 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 You know what everybody wants. Love, acceptance, caring, understanding, respect, some sort of pride in the work that they do every day, parents that really care about them, 
the promise of a new life and their own children, but not holding the expectations that were held for them towards their kids. And head! <laughs> yeah! Al Snow! Al Snow! Al Snow! Al Snow! Never gonna listen. Um, yeah, uh, we saw Al Snow at WrestleCon, and um, this is the day following the Monday Night War this is debate true. show. And so the... Al Snow moderated and mediated mm-hmm. the debate between uh, and Pritchard and Bischoff. And migrated. He did a great job, but we sort of, like, the reason I think we sort of tracked him down to get an interview is we were sitting front row, and we were, he was making us laugh, and we tried to make him laugh as best we can. Mm-hmm. Hard. For a funny guy, hard to make him laugh. But when it's you very, get it, it's worth it. Fuck, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Because he's just, he's just cool Seen as it a all. cucumber. Seen man. it all. Um, one of the best tweeters out there. He's funny. He's really funny. Um, so yeah, we talk about that show and other stuff. So enjoy our interview from WrestleCon with Al Snow. So we're here with Al Snow, who had moderated the Bischoff and Pritchard uh, debate yesterday. And Snow, I thought you did a great job. My favorite part was, as a moderator, you also were spirited and had your own opinions. So whenever there was something that you disagreed with, you'd step in easily and be like, oh, I'm not just going to moderate. I'm going to also weigh in on this. And I appreciate it because it felt like it was three different perspectives instead of just two. Well, thank you very much. I, you know, I tried to take more the fans' perspective or what the audience's perspective was a little thank bit you. from the outside so that, you know, what it looked like to us so that they would maybe better explain what really was happening behind the scenes. Do you feel like... Since you were sort of working and you were in the trenches and they were kind of calling the shots, like, not just for the fans, but also for sort of your perspective for working in it, do you like, do you feel like you got to address that at all? We didn't get to, to address a lot of stuff. There was, there was so much ground to cover, um, you know, and, and two hours was sufficient time, because it's, but there was so much more that could have delved into and could have looked, looked around and seen what what else they could come up with as far as information but oh you're such yeah. a showman i love when you burned that guy when he got us off topic because it was like we were working our way through the trajectory of I monday was, night wars and I you were was, doing a great job i was slowly trying to get to where we would get to the culmination where wcw got sold and what happened and why and he just came up and took us completely off and out the out the woods somewhere uh, so you also asked Bischoff and Richard both what they, their legacies were. I know you didn't get a chance to say anything after that. Like, I feel like we got wrapped up, but do you feel like you asked it? I was wondering, do you feel like you had a clear idea of sort of for yourself, like a legacy or things that you've accomplished? A legacy for me? Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, the only legacy I think I'll leave behind, if I leave anything behind, is uh, the people that I train. That's it. That's gigantic. So, I mean, like, that's an educator in any sort of field. That's huge. That's more than a legacy. That's generational. You're, that's, you're making history. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that that's the one thing I can leave behind. So. That's awesome. It's just not only that, it's you're one of those affectionate characters that I, I would imagine you see it a lot of the time when people walk by and they see you in the recognition and it's an immediate smile. Sure. That I... You know, we always like to have fun, and we always love comedy in wrestling and have much more affection for those characters because it's odd that it's frowned upon, comedy and wrestling, when it's hard to make people laugh. And when you do it, you're endeared to those characters, and you and Mick and all the all the Vegas stuff, like the, the constant um, sketches and, and things that you guys did. I think that's always a big legacy, too, because there's plenty of characters in wrestling, but... You don't laugh, and I think that means a lot. Well, thank you very much. I, I uh, you know, um, tried to take a not too serious approach to it. Be serious and be competitive, but not so serious, because after all, it is professional wrestling. I mean, um, and I think professional wrestling is a lot like a three ring circus. You have to have not every guy can be the badass, so you got to have a couple badasses. Then you got to have a couple guys that are entertaining and funny and then you got to have a couple guys that are something else and then you got to have something for everybody and when everybody's a badass nobody when everybody's the same nobody stands out and uh 
you know, you're not going to find a memorable person when everybody looks exactly like, wrestles exactly like, talks exactly like each other. Do you train people to be fluid so they could sort of go from being a badass to being a comedy character to like sort of so you these are the skill sets if you excel at this then you should you should stay in that place you obviously you're a badass or you're going to be funny do you train people to sort of like but if there's ever an opportunity because being a badass or being a being funny or being a, is all circumstantially driven yeah totally when you when you categorize yourself and say well I'm the funny guy that you're it, it, real life doesn't work that way so wrestling doesn't work that way because wrestling is nothing more than real life turned with the volume turned way up so for uh, one of the guy, one of the people I trained to okay you're a funny guy that's what you do but at no point in time can you ever be serious or when a, a circumstance will create itself where he has the necessity to be serious yeah. It has to change gears, has to become, you know, a different person to sell that situation. And if he doesn't, or he can't, he's stuck. Just yeah. done. Well, yeah, it's then a two-dimensional character. Uh, and one of the things, when I got back into wrestling in a big, bad way was with you and Mick and, and the book coming out, and then it went from jokes, and then you were upset, and then you got serious, and that was... Those were two really three-dimensional characters that were fighting. And I was really compelled by that. And now it's... Uh, I really enjoyed the stuff that you did with Grado. And um, seeing Grado having shades of that, of he's a really funny character and everybody knows him for that. And do you see that potential in him that maybe he can someday have another dimension of, of doing yeah, that? I do. I do believe Grado could, can do it because the thing that works for Grado is not that he's just funny. It's that he has charisma. And he knows, he knows how to accentuate his strengths and hide his weaknesses. And he's very adept at that. So, yeah, it's it, going back to the moderating. It's always bringing humor to it too, like it, and, and calling people out, like get, not getting that answer from from Bischoff and Pritchard of no, 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 you didn't answer my question because we're all sitting there and it's a pretty polite crowd for a wrestling crowd at something. Like we've been to enough stuff where. Like, it's always that one guy, like, shut up, buddy. Yeah. Um, but we all want to say, uh, wait a minute, we're, we're, we're paying, and we wanted to hear the answer to the question. And that was a nice thing, too. Um, is that, do you do a lot of moderating of shows? Do you, are you involved in shows? First time I've ever done it, I just, you know, I just wanted to, I wanted to again take the tack like I was sitting in the audience and wanted to hear answers and wanted to know their side of it, not just generalizations, which they were they were pretty good about being coy and not really going into specific detail and that's why I kept asking certain things to try to get them to say, well, this is what happened, or this is how people felt. Who can you guys talk shit about? Yeah. And, not, and not talk shit, just so that it would give you an insight behind what why certain things happen. Specifics. Use specifics so we know what's happening. So that, you know, if, like Eric called out Vince, well, what was Vince's reaction? And then from his reaction, what steps did he take? What behavior? Oh, this came to out? this, yeah, right. A to B. So when you're watching it at home, oh, that's why they did whatever, put two guys against each other, or he said this, or he came more to the forefront, or backed off, or. Now you understand. So how they were effect. affecting each other and wanting to see what the fallout would be. And, and seeing what they would then do to try to counteract what the other person had done. And why. Emotionally motivated, what was it? Um, yeah, you wanted to know for us, which was appreciated in a, in a show sense. Um, I know, you, like you said, you're training guys. Um what else are you working on? Are you doing movies and stuff still? I know from time to time you were doing that. Yeah, I, I, I act and I do movies. I just got done with one uh, just a couple of weeks ago. That's why I grew the gray beard. Um, <laughs> it's good on you. Thank you. Salt and pepper, you know? Like yeah, I, you're moderating. It's so not you're like I got a choice. It's, <laughs> at my age, it's, I'm just glad that I still have hair. Um, and, um, you know, uh, I, I do the acting. I still wrestle. Um, do these conventions, and uh, and I do magic for the blind. They love card tricks. 
I just got to say to die after every trick and they don't know anything happened. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is my card. This He's amazing. My... How does he do it? Every time. It's incredible. And so if you, had, if you could have your dream role in a movie, what would it be? Like, say... Like, would you want to be one of the villains, like in RoboCop, oh, yeah. the guy who gets melted and gets hit by the truck, or Absolutely. do you want to be, or would you want to be the RoboCop? You want to be one of like I want to be the, the bad uh, guy, the henchmen. I don't want to be. A, I want to be the bad guy. The bad guy. I, I was a heel for, I don't know, 14 years, and I, I, I love, love being a heel. It's, it's the greatest thing in the world. Um, and when I got did the thing with Grado, yeah. I, I got to be a heel again, and because uh, I, I can control and dictate, and I make the story. I make it. In the movie, the heel is the most important character. It's more important than anything. It's a motivator. It's the thing that drives the whole story. Yeah. And uh, I would much, much, much rather be the heel. Uh, hearing you talk about it, it remind me of something. Do uh, you remember Die Hard? So I can remember what every bad guy looks like in Die Hard. There's the Chinese guy who's eating the candy bar. Oh, yeah, the blonde guy. The guy the... kind of looks like Huey Lewis up at the front desk. Yeah. 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 So what I think is really great is when I see wrestlers in movies as either bad guys or henchmen or something, they immediately have that built-in character. So it's like, I know that guy, you know? And that's something you don't see in action movies anymore is you see a bunch of faceless guys who are going to get shot, but it's like... If I saw Al Snow as a bad guy in a Die Hard movie, I'd immediately be like, it's fucking Al Snow in a Die Hard movie. Like, I want to be Craven in, in one of those. If they ever use Craven the Hunter in Spider-Man, I want to. Oh, 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 that is perfect. I want to be Craven. That would be so cool. Al, man. That's, Al Snow just knocked it out of the park yeah. in terms of, of movie casting. Yeah, total, total uh, movie nerd wrestling stuff right there. So we'll go out on that one. Thanks so much for your time, Al. Thank you. Craven the Hunter. Yeah, that's some good business right there. That'd be fucking rad. He'd that would really that would uh, really make up for Amazing Spider-Man Two. Didn't see it and everything that happened there. I saw one of those um, like everything that's wrong with it on YouTube, mm-hmm. and that was I felt like I got it. Sounds like it really poisoned the movie for you. Well, clips of that movie anyway can really poison that movie for me. True. I, I still have it. I'm going to watch it, but I. There's some scenes that make it goes right Zack Ryder. It goes right, yeah, exactly. It goes back to Batman Forever type moments where you go, I thought we were past this. Never, never bad. You're never past bad filmmaking. It always happens. And just like bad caricatures. Speaking of bad caricatures, Scott. Yes. I really liked what Al Snow had to have, uh, what he had to say about characters evolving. Habit of habit, characters evolving. Which is that you can't just be a bad guy or just a good guy. You have to be mm-hmm. flexible and evolve as a character. Be able, be capable of doing both. Yeah. He really, uh, it's it's something that, as he was the mediator, mitigator, migrator of this show, he kept on topic of what was important. If there was a question asked and it wasn't being answered, you'd see Al kind of get irritated or shoot a look to the audience of like, like, yeah, but answer you the didn't, question. You didn't yeah. answer the question. And then, like, no, no, no. I'm asking you, what is your biggest accomplishment? Like, don't just start rambling to me. What was it? Which was really great because he was he was always aware of the audience. And I think he's a, a such a great performer that is uh, kind of passed over because that was really a great time still when the wrestlers could make their own character and really establish it with TV time and with you know not worrying about scripts and the all that stuff yeah really having that opportunity and doing it for that many years like you really get to figure it out and that's the thing that's always talked about now like on the stone cold specials and the stuff with jericho where they're talking to these guys and like yeah everybody's afraid they just need to step up like you're running this machine where everybody is afraid to step up because it's so regimented and people can't break out. There isn't the freedom anymore. Yeah, the freedom's gone. I mean, it's still there in Impact and ROH and, like, guys are finding it. It's harder to find because with a limited audience, it's not catching fire like how it would in the gigantic machine that is WWE. Mm-hmm. But a guy like Al Snow, I'm sure, is just telling everybody he gets in front of him, like, just fucking go for it, man. 
And it was cool that he'd mentioned that with Grado, that he, he sees that sort of potential. In that him. charisma, that mm-hmm. excitement. Yeah, so like we were saying last week, it's a really it's a really interesting show, and I, I imagine that Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff are going to do the show again, and I imagine that they'll have a different guest uh, mediator who for the show. Who mediated the first one? Jericho. Okay. Uh, I'm curious to see who moderates the third one. If it comes to your town, guys, go see it. Yeah. Go. It's always. I think it was really worth you it. You get a chance to talk to him afterwards. Tell him you heard about it on the show and that it, we talked about it. We went and you had to go. Yeah. You Could, heard from grassroots. Yeah, grassroots, baby. Grassroots, not deep but wide. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Put it on a t-shirt. That's a great Snapple drink. Oh, did you see that? Hmm. I didn't even ask Triple oh, H about Mc, that. Oh, uh, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H on Snapple? Mm-hmm. You, it's a really shame you didn't ask him about it. I'm sure he had some really interesting things to say. I did not see it. I didn't. I don't know anything about it, but I'm sure Triple H probably had a ton of stuff to say about it. Some people were obviously on the internet saying uh, smarky things about it, like, oh, way to be on the times, like Snapple, like wrong drink, you know. What's the right drink? Mountain Dew Code Red? I don't know. <laughs> Extreme barf. Brought to you by Mountain Dew Code Red. It's like, Snapple's still around, and can't they have a resurgence with an ad campaign when does snapple ever let you down uh well if i yeah i always feel a little gross by the end of <laughs> by the end of it's one. sugar water yeah it tastes great at the beginning yeah th- that initial like ooh, kiwi strawberry and then kiwi strawberry wow yeah i, I haven't drank snapple in a long time no it's still there i always do the old peach oh like the peach. old peach yeah all of the old moldy peach flavor <laughs> it's got james's toenails in it oh god James and Giant Pete's. Yeah, I know. I get you. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out why the toenails would be so big if they fit in the uh, in the Snapple jar container, but he's just a little boy who's actually normal size. Mm-hmm. It was the peach that was gigantic. But he grew up. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Over time, yes. Into the BFG? Yeah. Another Roald Dahl classic? Yeah. Yeah. This episode is dedicated to Roald Dahl. <laughs> Rip. Um... <laughs> you look closely. He's one of the tombstones of WrestleMania for oh, the Undertaker. Right? Yeah, Roald Right Dahl. after King Kong Bundy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird that it's getting flack for that. <gasps> oh my god, I've got something really important to tell you. Okay. Uh, sorry to interrupt about the Snapple flack, but I sent my t-shirts back to WWE. Oh! Yeah. What happened? I don't know. I'm going to wait. Did you email them? Nope. I, I, I put them in, a, in a, a giant envelope. like Not like a cartoonish envelope, but I put my t-shirts with the receipt, and I sent it to WWE, and I just said, I, I was right on the mercies. I had the receipt, and I said... I was at WrestleMania. I bought these T-shirts. I got the handwritten note. Yeah, I got the wrong sizes. I want larges. Please send them to me. Oh, Steve, why didn't you email them too? Oh, because I wrote it like a child. (laughs) Jeez, that was the writing. Were your R's backwards? Writing it as a child was unintentional, but yeah. Did you pay with a credit card? Yeah. So (laughs) the child that paid with a credit card. Very industrious. I thought I would do it the best way. If I email them, they could have just said no. This way, it's I don't going see to, why. Because they easily could. Like, I think I either missed like the cutoff, or like they for for live events they don't do exchanges. I figured I do eighty percent of the work for them. I even sent an envelope for them to put my shirts in to send it back to me. But what if Brock Lesnar's working shipping that day and he's just being a real jerk about it? Hey, look! Just because he plays a heel on TV doesn't mean he plays the heel to me. I think he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Remember when he came out on Raw and everybody cheered for him? Yeah, and you... He's a good guy. He's never been a bad guy, Scott. Brock Lesnar's always been a good guy. Do you remember that cameraman? Which cameraman? Exactly. Yeah, because he was bullshit. He got in the way of Brock Lesnar. You don't get in the way of a tornado. You don't get in the way of a tornado. What happens when there's a tornado? Is Sean Penn a good guy or a bad guy? In what? Life. He's a good guy. Really? Because he punched a cameraman. That cameraman wouldn't stop taking pictures of him. That cameraman wouldn't stop taking pictures of Brock Lesnar. Well, he's so photogenic, the two of them. Well, sometimes the crisis and the criticism and the violence is too much, and the superhero and the hero that Sean Penn and Brock Lesnar has to strike back. He's a civvy. I don't care. Brock Lesnar came out in his gear, Scott, at that Raw. He was ready to go. Yeah. Seth Rollins was ready to go until he wasn't ready to go. Yeah, he was jet-lagged. Yeah, and he he pissed it all away. Mm-hmm. And Stephen McMahon came out and really, God, just could really peel paint with that voice sometimes. Yeah, she's got a, she's got a she's got a real nasty. Uh, she got bad the shriek. She got the shriek screech. Now, now, yeah. but it's now. like. Ah! Ah! 
Uh, oh, this is weird. I got a note. Oh, does somebody like it? Uh, nope. <laughs> um, oh boy. <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, it's a, it's a go kill yourself. Oh, why would you write that to yourself? No, I don't have that. I don't do I, that. I'm just kidding. In light of recent circumstances, that is I, not a good option. Everybody. That is a fake note, everybody. Um, no, but I, next to that one, I got a real, a real note. note. Yeah. Uh, it says your new tough enough winner. What? Yeah. Oh, why is it? <laughs> I can't help but notice there's a string of that that goes to our docket that says what guests we have today. Yeah, hold on. Let me just follow the string here. No, it just goes to the docket. It doesn't explain. Let me follow the string. You know what? My family used to do that. Fuck, my family still does that where you get like you open your uh, uh, your stocking stuffers and there's a like a piece of string and you follow it all over the house. And to least... sister's tampon. Oh! oh! Man, what a d- delicious treat. Uh, but you go around the house and it leads to a present. Like a bike in the backyard or something like that. I had never really heard of that before. And I I was impressed by the idea. And I think it is a really sweet idea. But it sounds like you fucking hate it. Well, that's because mine led to a drawing table. You know what that is? It's a giant table on a slight incline. Yeah. For like being architect stuff or drawing. Yeah. Well, so mine led to that upstairs. I thought it was leading to like a Super Nintendo. But like imagine being a kid and it leading to a table. And then my brother came in with a camcorder to record my response. (laughs) And that was the first time I ever remember acting in my entire life was trying to like maintain excitement and like enthusiasm for something that was so massively underwhelming. Wow. It was so lame. What'd your brother do? He just was videotaping Lev VHS and he was like, he was like, he had one eye closed because it was the big like cinder block that goes on your shoulder. Yeah. And he was smiling. To and tape your tough enough submission. Yeah, he was taping my tough enough. Because guess what, guys? I may not be able to take the hits, but I'm tough enough. Tough, thick skin. I can draw the house. No, I couldn't. But I can. And then you draw the house. Oh yeah, I can draw the house. That's very good. It's a drawing table. I got you. Yeah. No. Well, anyway, that was a. Was he razzing you though? Did he know like he hates this so much? Zoom in, uh, looking for tears. I have no idea. But I just remember that was one of those big like. Oh yeah, I haven't thought about that in a while. What a painful experience for my childhood. Would you ever? And I, I, I completely understand saying getting something for Christmas as a painful experience as a child is total bullshit. But it sucked. No, that day because because you're hoping for that that super awesome gift that you want rather than something that your parents went. We know that this is something he'd really like, and it's like no, but I wanted this. Thing. Yeah, and honestly, like as much as it, I wanted something else, I know that's well. I wasn't horribly abused that day mm-hmm. on that tape. So, well, I'm looking at the. the well, Scott, what strength. are we supposed to do if we don't know who the guest is? It looks like it just says next. Tough. Who is our next tough enough winner? Who could that possibly? It's me, Maven. Whoa, Maven! How did you get in here? I walked through the door. There's a it giant was... Maven-shaped hole in the door. Yeah, I just don't walk through it. Oh God, Maven! Good to see you guys again. I heard that there were threats of never wanting me to be back on this show ever again. I understand. Is this your third appearance on the show, Maven? Uh, it's my second. Much like it's going to be the second time that I'm going to win tough enough. Wow, Maven, I'm... Two-time champion. Well... Oh, boy. Did they really call it tough enough champion or winner? They sure did. Wow. Well, look, Maven, I'm... I guess I'd say thank you for joining us today. Or do you have any insight on the new season of Tough Enough? Besides the fact that you're saying that you're going to win it? I've already submitted my tape. Wow. Did you follow the incredibly elaborate directions? Or did you just do something on your phone and email it in? I sent him the DVD of season one of Tough Enough. Well, that sounds like it'd be enough if you think about it. It'd be enough. Tough enough. I don't have a catchphrase as of yet. But that's something I hope to work on with Taz. Or maybe Al Snow. Well, I don't think those guys are active in the Tough Enough program anymore. What? Yeah, maybe they'll bring them back for it. I'm not sure. They're my ends. I thought this whole thing was fixed. Oh, come on, Maven. You've got plenty of talents. You've got all of season one to show how good you are. And you do have a great dropkick. Maybe my buddy Josh Matthews is there. He can put in a good word for me. I believe he's at ESPN now. What? Isn't he? I'm sorry, TLC? Oh, well, he does sign language. Wait, hold on. Where's no. Josh Matthews at? He's my friend. Um, He's my in. He's deaf. 
He's damp. Oh, no, wait. What happened to him? Did the pyro go off too loud near his hand? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. poor little Josh Matthews. I can nurse him back to health. I know some good old-fashioned remedies. Oh. Uh, Tafe. Uh, he's in TNA now. He's in TNA? Yeah, sorry. It took me a while oh, to Oh, man, he likes out. strip clubs just like I do. I tell you what, I'll meet him there. No, total nonstop action. Impact. It's another wrestling promotion. <laughs> another wrestling promotion? Well, that can't be. The WCW went away. No. Vince it... McMahon done bought it up with all of his monies. Well, TNA is another wrestling promotion. Well, maybe my good friend, the producer of the show, John Gubelerick, he'll be there too. Well, I couldn't tell you if John Goober... Oh, I think John Kubrick's at TNA also. No, say it ain't so! It's not so, but it is so. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, no, I don't know how it's going to happen. Ooh, I know, maybe my good friend Chris Nowinski will have some insight for me. Uh, Chris Nowinski's no longer an active wrestler. In fact, he's actually trying to stop the majority of wrestling or trying to get more safety. Hold on, hold on. Let me show you how hard I can hit myself with no, a chair. No, 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 no. Chris Nowinski doesn't want anybody to hit himself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Maven, stop it. Maven, stop Hi, it. I'm Maven. Welcome to Tough Enough. I'm your champion of the WWF. You're Steve Sears, and I'm Scott Narver. No, you're Maven. I can hit myself with a chair real good. Hold on, oh, look no, at here. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maven? Yeah. Maven? Chris Nowinski, WrestleMania 4. I'm coming after you for my title of Nidia with Taz in my corner with a belt made out of Al Snow. I'm TNA. TNA's bigger than everything. <laughs> well, Maven, thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad that I live here. Well, Let me show you how hard I can hit myself no, with a chair. Maven, like, you, there's no reason to grab... Tough! Enough! Tough! Enough! All right, Maven, Maven, why don't you sleep on your... Why don't you go rest on your little uh, patchwork newspaper bed? All right, I'll see you on the TV. Wow, my chair's dented. Yeah, he. Are you? Oh, you okay? It looked like you almost. Fell I tried off. to sit in it, and it's all it's all warped. Yeah, Maven hit himself in the head a couple times with it. I heard that. Yeah. It was, it was a loud clang. But did the water man deliver our water? Yeah, he sure did. Okay. Uh, Captain Sparklets is a okay. Excellent. Time to ride the high seas of hydration. That's right. Um. So yeah, we got our water. We're all set here. Um. Wrestling. We had. Uh, Speaking we... of wrestling. Oh, all right. Go ahead. No, I was. No, after you. I, no, I was. No, please, after, you, after you. After you. No, please. No, I was transitioning for both of us. Oh, okay. Speaking uh, of wrestling, you know, go check out the archives. We had Al Snow on today. We had Eric Bischoff and uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard on uh, last week. We had Terry Funk on previously. We've had Stone Cold. We've had Booker T. We've had John Cena. We've had Sting. We have a lot of guests that have been popping up on the show now, so go check out in the archives. And if you if you don't know how to find those episodes, one of the easiest ways is go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Curtain Jerks, and there's an album, Special Guests on Curtain Jerks, uh, where I put all the uh, the links to the episodes on there. And if you want to dig deeper, you can Google Mrs. Dad mm -hmm. or Tom Rubin, a, Rub a sandwich that we interviewed, yep. or Rusev's Lawyer. Yep. Yep. <coughs> all of Steve's <coughs> personal favorites. <coughs> Yeah, real good gets. Yeah, all those are there, and uh, we still got more coming up down the pipeline. We got uh, Joey Ryan's going to be coming up. We got Chris Masters is going to be coming up, and we got James Storm and uh, Santina Morella and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So we got all those coming up still. So be sure that you're subscribed or that you're following us on SoundCloud. Give us those rate and reviews. Those help us out so much. We're getting guests for you. And guess for ourselves, we're so happy to be doing that. Steve, anything? Yeah, uh, starting May 5th, we start shooting my movie that I've been working on for three years. Mm, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I'm very excited for you. It's going to be super cool. I hope I get to watch it with Linda McMahon and Zack Ryder. I hope I get to sit behind or in the same row as you guys. Just don't get Lita near me. Hey. I don't need that. I'll I don't be, need that right now. I'll be the buffer. I'll be the buffer. Michael or Bruce? Just me. All right. Well, for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids! You've just listened to another episode of Curtain Jerks. Oh, this is the time where you get all ten of your fingers. They've been 
uh, itching and ready to go this whole time. You're like, I- I'm going to wait to do this at the end of the I'm podcast. I'm going to wait till the episode's done, and then I'm going to use these things, these things I call hands. Yeah, these things I call hands, uh, not these biceps and glutes that uh, God has given me. But, but activate them, too, so you can have a full use of your hands. Yeah, so. uh, clench up them butt cheeks when you go to SoundCloud.com slash Curtain Jerks. Follow us. Uh, like the episode. Comment. Uh, comment during. It. You could, You should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it down and make other people make weird noises by reading it. Yeah, it's, it's very interactive. You go on there. You can comment during your favorite parts of the show. You can comment during the parts of your show that you're like, oh that was uh, quotable and then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there and if you're an aesthetics person orange accents right orange is the new black guys <laughs> yeah that's not gonna be dated <laughs> no way no jason way. biggs jason biggs. wcw champion if there is still around yeah that's how it works so it's the orange is the new black wcw crossover jason biggs is the new championship that belt's almost as big as his head it is, and even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's videos online. You can watch pictures of cats moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch Steve act like a cat on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there, our prediction videos. Uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so it's all there, available for you. We've uh, got some new videos ideas. Videos ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. <laughs> oh, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be at the end of every episode until the end of time. Oh, please <laughs> throw that meteor down quick. <laughs> Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.